Welcome to the She Who Wins podcast. I'm your host, Renee Bauer. I'm an attorney, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and investor. This is the place where we dive into all of the things that matter to you and most importantly, uncover what's holding you back from realizing your dreams. Because she who moves forward fiercely is she who wins. Imagine having a job that was you were really good at, that you actually enjoyed, that provided safety and security, but deciding one day to leave it all behind, to follow your dream, to follow your purpose, and to ignite your life. Well, that's what today's guest did. Meet Amber Lily Estrom. She's an acclaimed business mentor, branding expert, author, and speaker. Her work has been featured by Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Working Mother Magazine, and so many more. She's the host of the Amber Lily Estrom Show podcast, and she helps coaches and creatives make more money by changing the way they think and show up in their business. We have a great conversation about leaving it all behind, taking the risk, overcoming your fear, and igniting your soul. So let's jump in. Amber, welcome. Hello, Renee. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you as well. So let's, you know, let's just jump right in here because you have created a life for yourself that you love that is removed from that corporate hustle culture that you came from. How did you make the leap? Because I think often people will look at like, oh, she's lucky she got to where she was because it came easy and it's never easy. So I want to start a little bit with like your journey and your struggle to get where you are. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I came from a foundation of parents who worked really hard and still do. Actually, it's so ironic we're having this conversation on the, this particular day. My mom is retiring on Thursday and they've been kind of at her work trying to sort of talk her into staying. And she's having this conflict of the dreams that she wants to live into at 74 and the life she wants to be present for. And then these folks are inviting her to consider staying. And I can see that conflict, that sort of push and pull. And I felt that way too, right? And so it's like this question, Renee, of finding that point within yourself that taps into the truth of your vision for your life. And I remember I was on maternity leave after my daughter was born and uh, 10 years, almost 10 years at that point in my career as an associate athletic director at a division one, you know, university. And I ran the marketing department. I taught sport marketing at the university. So I had a pretty significant job there. I was going to be one of the sport marketing, um, the, the president of all the sport marketing professionals organization, essentially in the country. Um, but when my daughter arrived, everything changed. As, as children do change us and, and sort of become these quantum leaps in consciousness and this wake, awakening call. And I realized that um, I didn't want to do it that way anymore. And I had been dreaming about creating my own business a couple of years before that, sort of like privately and quietly. I started a Tumblr blog and I was starting to post more on social media, but I didn't have a business yet and I didn't know what my offerings would be. I was going to monetize anything at that point. Um, but I remember being on maternity leave and a friend saying to me on the phone, uh, a couple of days before I had to go back and crying on the phone, just saying like, I don't know how I'm going to do this and I need to do something else, but I'm just not there yet. And I don't know what it is. And it was such a struggle. It was so hard. It felt like climbing Mount Everest barefoot. And I said, Amber, this is your life. And I remember Renee, 
watching her words just hang in the air and this this moment of giving myself permission to actually entertain that question to actually entertain a different possibility than this career track that I had been so competitive with for my whole life essentially I was a division 1 soccer player before that and so it was this moment of like oh I'm allowed to do something other than what I've been doing. I'm allowed to choose a different path. I'm allowed to go in the direction of happiness and and build something that really aligns with who I am. It was like, nobody told me growing up that my life belonged to me. And it just seems so silly to say that now, but that's the truth. And I tell my daughter all the time, I'll say, Ani, who, who owns your life? She says, I do. And I say, who's in charge of what unfolds in your life and where you go and what you do? She says, me. And I said, please don't ever forget that. Even if I'm being a, a certain way, you know, and you want to please me or dad, like, don't listen to us. It's your life. It's so interesting because just to, to pause you there and talk about that, but haven't we been conditioned to you go to college you find you 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 find your career. If it's marketing, for me it was law school. You come out and that's the thing that you do. And then when deciding to pivot along the way, it's scary. Like it requires brave action to say, okay, even though I'm educated and qualified to do all of these amazing things, what if I wanted to do something that looks entirely different? Yeah, that's exactly it. You nailed it. And I remember saying to people at my job, you know, like I'm going to launch this business, but they they didn't get it. And so I realized, yeah, I just didn't even tell them. I just said I was going to be with my daughter. There were moments, really, truly, I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to get a replay on my daughter's childhood. And I wanted to be front, front and center. Um, I wanted to be the person that was home with her, you know, doing the nap time hustle, building my business. That was my dream. And so I did it. I did it. And it took a lot of quiet time, a lot of crying, a lot of feeling, who the heck am I? Um, deciding to stop telling people about it because they didn't get it. And they were sort of questioning me. I remember my mom saying to me, Amber, you've worked so hard. You have benefits. You have a 401k. You know, your salary's like really solid. So long for this. And I just said, you know, mom, um, I'm going to build even more than that. And I'll fast forward real quick because this story is coming through. Renee, it feels really powerful to say. Years ago, um, I've been in this coaching business now for nine years. I was back at my place of work. We worked at the field house at the University of New Hampshire. And I was there was a kayak sort of like show going on. My dad is a very avid paddler. And he races and, um, and I've taken up racing with him and stuff. It's really fun. It's just a hobby kind of thing that we do. But I wanted to go in there and I wanted to buy my dad a boat. Like I wanted to buy him his dream racing boat. And I knew that the vendor was going to be there. And so I went and I was standing in the room, this, this gym that I used to host basketball games at. I used to you know, do all of these things, <laughs> like over a hundred events a year I would produce in my job. And I'm there buying my dad his dream boat and I'm paying it in cash. And I'm realizing that that month in my business, I had made as much as I did in an entire year in my old job. And it was just this like incredible moment of thinking, what if I didn't make that leap? Like, what if I didn't say yes to my dream? You know, I mean, it's just, it's so humbling. It's been such a humbling ride, but there's moments like that where it just all like comes into, into focus. How did you push through the moments where there was fear or there wasn't money flowing in? 
Mm, yeah. I mean, I would ask my husband a million times, do you think anybody's ever going to want to work with me again? <laughs> and he'd be like, yes, honey, I think, I think so. You, there's a pretty good track record. And I, and I would have like a little like freak out. I'd let myself just like feel how I felt. And then that process led me to recognizing that I'm not the only one that feels this way. And so if, if I feel this way, then the people that I'm trying to help definitely feel this way too. And so that was content. It was like a place to lean in to help, right? To lean in for more wisdom. And so I think the, the bottom line is this. When I left, I told myself, quitting, failure, it's just not an option. It's not on the table. Because the reality is, is this is my soul's work. Like, this is what I'm here to do. Like, if this doesn't work out, Renee, I, the jig is up. Like, I don't know. I would be a terrible employee. Like, I would be the worst. Because the reality is, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you can't really tell me what to do at this point. Uh, that's the best part about being an entrepreneur. And so, yeah, it was, it, it was that moment of saying, you know, failure is not an option. I will find a way, even if I have to part-time it at like Starbucks or something, like that's not failing. That is me doing what I need to do to stay in the, the pursuit of my dream. And I'm here for it. And so I just um, stayed the course. And I've also had a lot of support along the way, making sure I have mentors, um, having best friends that I can vent with that are there to support, being in masterminds with other women like yourself, right? Who get what this journey is like. And it's not like, paved in gold. And we have these huge wins, but we also have this level of tenacity inside of us that we have to develop in order to persevere through those moments of doubt and indecision and challenge and worry. You said something that you said fear, um, failure is not an option. And it made me think, I think failure is the only option. Like I think failure is the thing that it's like, it's not, you won't fail. It's like, you have to fail, but it's just a matter of, it's like how you frame it. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are the, some of the things that you have failed at on this journey? You know, I don't even think I could even name it because I don't label it that way. I just go, Oh, that's interesting data. That's interesting feedback okay, nobody wants to come to that event or um, maybe I just didn't market it enough or, right? And, and I think that was actually one of the biggest things I've had to work through along the way is when things didn't go the way I hoped they would, not making it mean something about my, like my person or my skill level and instead realizing like, oh, there's a huge opportunity here for you to grow even more. And so I really look at it like that and I coach my clients around that. Um, but as you know, there's a lot of like interpersonal inner work that is required in order to be able to move through things more quickly. Um, and I definitely had a lot of times where I didn't move through things quickly because I was learning, right? I was learning that that process, that journey within myself. What tips do you have for someone who is stuck in that that fear and that they can't take that step forward? Yeah. I mean, I would say give it oxygen, like stop keeping it trapped inside, say it out loud. And you can say it out loud to a trusted friend. You can work with a mentor or somebody who can hold that with you. Um, I really think that we need to be, we have to witness these aspects of ourselves so that we can normalize it and then we can move it. Like it can, it can move beyond that constricted phase of just being like suffocating. 
and I, and I think I want you to say, and I know Renee will agree with me on this. You are completely not alone in the feelings of like, I'm the worst. I can't do this. Nobody wants to work. Like I've been there. I have all of the t-shirts and the sweatsuits that match with those beliefs, but I've moved through them and I've had a sense of humor about it because what I realize is my fear, Liz Gilbert said, our fear is the least original thing about us. And so when we allow other people to witness in our fear, most of the time people will say, hey, me too. I get that. This message is for the dreamers, doers, and goal getters out there. The She Who Wins Summit, a live event experience, is coming to Connecticut on April 28th and 29th, 2023. It's time to supercharge your soul so you can show up even more powerfully in your life, in your relationships, and in your business and career. Learn more at shewhowins.com. I attended an event a few weeks ago and a woman, we had like these little breakout networking sessions, speed dating, so to speak. And this woman said to me, can I ask you how you have gotten over imposter syndrome? And I'm like, I haven't gotten over it. Like, yeah. I, and, and so, and she was like, what? And she's like, you look so, you know, you act so confident. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. It's still there. I'm like, but then I just do it anyway. Cause it's yeah. like, you know, yeah. and I think that that's a muscle that you flex. Like you, it's a muscle, it's a muscle, but it takes the thing, Renee, what you said, like it takes practice right? Like the muscle doesn't grow without repetitions of working out that muscle. And so the more I do, the more experiences I have that help me bolster my strengths around pieces where it's less, stuff just doesn't fluster me the way that it used to anymore. It's kind of like parenting. It's like your first kid, you're like, ah, you know, you're so panicked. And then the second kid comes along and you're like, oh, they're, they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. It's the same thing, you know? Yeah, totally. Uh you, you had said in one of your social media posts that your entire life can change with one conversation. What conversation are you talking about? Well, it definitely was that one. This is your life. You know, that changed me, it changed the trajectory. And then I also um, recently, like just a real time, and I was in LA for a mastermind retreat with my friend, Kathy Hiller. We went to dinner one night. And we were just having this super like cosmic, wild, you know, talking about quantum and frequency and resonance and all these things like energy stuff. And it just gave me a new vantage point of looking at how energy works and how that relates to business and how it relates to attraction and marketing and magnetism and reciprocity and all these like really cool things. And it just, yeah. So it's like, I'm here for those leading edge conversations. I'm here to help people move into possibility. And, you know, I always say if the dream is in you, it's for you. And I believe that is true in a very like spiritual way, but also in a scientific way. I believe that, that our dreams are the directions for our lives and they're meant to lead us down the path to to meet the people we're supposed to meet, to go learn what we're meant to learn. Um, Our dreams are about so much more than just vision boards and fantasy and all that making a ton of money. It's like, no, no, this is how your soul gets the lessons that it's meant to get in this lifetime. This is how you evolve in your person. And your dreams are this like flashing red sign saying like, over here, look over here, drive this way. There's magic for you here. And so that conversation recently just was like a, it was a kind of pivot on the axis sort of brought a lot of things into focus and things I had been working on, but it kind of like went like this, right? It just like brought it all together. How do you, how do you know when 
it's something that lives in your soul, like your soul work versus something else that you think that you're supposed to be doing? Like, how do you just differentiate between Mm. those two things? You know, I heard recently, and I can't remember who said this, it was on a social media post, but it was like, you know that it's your intuition and it's the thing you're being guided to when you feel the resistance and the fear at the same level as the excitement. And when it's not, you don't really feel, you don't have that resistance kind of like baked in with it, that like, uh, this is an initiation kind of feeling. You, you're just kind of like, oh, whatever, right? And when it's like the thing, Renee, it's really about the the quest, right? Like the alchemist, you know, it's, 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 I'm here to be carved into the next version of myself. And I think when it comes along to that point, like you, it's, it's like comes from within and it really has nothing to do with the outside. Isn't it interesting? We both talked about this already that it didn't really matter what other people said we're doing. You just felt that North Star rise up into the, into the sky and you knew there's just no other option here. And that to me is one of the most beautiful things about being a human and being alive is that we have access to that. I, it's so fascinating because it just recently, I mean, this is like real time stuff too. I've had a couple things that were supposed to happen and they had been living, like it was nagging at me. And everything in my head told me like, oh, no, no, keep, keep the course, like do what you're supposed to, like, don't, don't make waves. But it was like, it was gnawing at me and I had to cut it loose and let it go. And it was, it was like, I knew that was the right decision because it was like, my intuition was telling me every step of the way, like you, that it's time to let go of this. Um, But it's so interesting because then like, of course, like all of us, our head gives us all the reasons why we shouldn't be why we should hold on to it and be realistic and practical. Who are you going to tick off if you do this? You know, what are people going to say like that? And it was like such a, a release when I finally made these decisions and let go. And I was like, ah, I can breathe again. It's incredible. It's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. And when you have the courage to follow through, I think that's one thing that I've known from a really young age. I learned about courage at a young age. Um, and I knew that it was this, like necessary ingredient for a successful life, but I wouldn't have used that language. It was just like, you're going to need this here and, and to do life. And, and I've had to, I've been through lots of really challenging things in my life and courage has always been the through line, like the thing that's pulled me through. And so I say to those that are listening to this right now, feel that heart in your chat. It's trust, trust that to your heart, right? Courage is, is wholeheartedness. And so you're going to have to call on that. And when it gets kind of target, you feel it, right? There's like the the signal, it hits. Ooh, I'm going to have to have courage right now. Give that the space it needs because it is going to change the the course of history for you, truly, if you have the, the courage to stick with it. Have you ever made a decision from a place of courage and intuition and regretted it after the fact? Good question. Hmm. Not that I can access, like nothing's popping. I think that sometimes I make decisions from a place of courage to kind of like stand up. Right? I learned that from my mom. mom is definitely like a mama lion and she's definitely the person that does the right thing. It's like the values I was raised with. It's like you do the right thing even when it's really hard and you know that you might be ridiculed for it, or you might feel a little embarrassed or whatever. People might say things because they just don't get it. 
Um, so I've definitely had those experiences. I mean, you know, my, my divorce was one of those moments of having to make a decision from a place of deep courage. And everybody thought I was making a bad decision. I was accused of a lot of things. It was really bad. I lost all the friends that I had essentially at that time and all the family that was, that I had, you know, garnered through that relationship. And, um, but I, but I didn't regret it. And I remember talking to my ex, you know, months and months later, and he said, you know, it took me a long time to get here, but it was the right decision. And I'm really grateful that you had the courage to make it. And, you know, now he's really happily married, has kids and it's great. You know, it's like, yeah. So I just can't think of a time. Honestly, nothing's coming through. I think, and I think that like, if I think about it, I never, it's not the regret for the decision. If I think back to like my former self, it was the regret to how I got what I did to get to that decision. And like the things that I put into motion when it could have been done in a better way, you know, and, and I didn't have the tools to tap into at that point to know like what I was doing. So rather than a straight line, like I was zigzagging every which way and upside down in order to get to that place. Um, and now I'm that much wiser for it, you know? Totally. I mean, it's all, you know, I, I um, recently it was like, if it could have been different than it would have. And so you have to just allow yourself to just find grace in that because the unfolding of how it went was how the learning came to pass. A hundred percent. Totally. So how does someone find their purpose? How do you coach someone to do that? Um, it's a, it's a process and it's definitely very individual, I think, you know, and, and we might try to like in this industry, let's cookie cutter everything and let's, um, build the three-step process. And that road is not so straight and narrow, you know, it's a very curvy path. And so I've created experiences for people to tap in, but I think that's what it's all about, Renee. It's about helping them slow down and tap in and shut off all of the noise and all the distractions and all of the influence essentially from other things that are, that are devoid of, of self and listen like intimately and intently. And when we can get into that environment, it's incredible how fast the clarity emerges. And then it's like, once that clarity is there, like that to me is like the golden orb that we want to protect. And then we just go, okay, what does it want us to do? And how do we want to move from here? And then that's really the dance. Like that's the activation. That's the coaching work. Because as you would know, once, once that comes out, it's like, you know, you have your mom saying this, are you sure this is a, this is a scary decision. And you have all these people you love who want to protect you saying, maybe you shouldn't do that. And it's like, they're speaking from their center, but that's not yours. And so I think to me, it's like, how do we shut all of that off and then help you return to you, come home to the truth of your life and who you really are. And then sometimes we can monetize it, but not always, you know, it's like, how do we activate the purpose? Because I think at the core, and here's how I'll sync these things up. I think the purpose of life is to, is to love, is to like be in the, the joy of love, love. And so all of us can do that in any way. We don't have to do that through a business or whatever, but it's pretty cool when you can make your business sync up with the ways that you want to share your gifts and love people. That's pretty fun. You know, when you can put those two things together. It's awesome. And that's the perfect segue into you've built a business on helping people ignite their life and their purpose. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I did it myself. 
And so then I realized this is way harder than it seems. And I think that a lot of the models that I was seeing were really focused. I just had this download this morning, actually. It was really focused on helping people be better at marketing. But the big disconnect was helping the person feel better as themselves before they start trying to market or like at the same time. And so my work is about bringing people home to the truth of who they really are and, and showing them, like helping them be more of themselves for all the things that we have been shamed for or made wrong for. We're, we flip that around and I say, whoa, whoa, whoa. How can we be more of that? So when I was a kid, I got a lot of flack for being serious. You're really serious, Amber, lighten up. And, you know, I was also simultaneously the kid at, I had testified against my abuser at five years old um, in court as a five-year-old, like pretty serious situation. was in therapy until I was eight. Until I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, I was a nine-year-old who realized the only way that I was going to go to college was to earn a scholarship. And so I better figure out how to be good at something in order to go to college. Like I had the, I had the weight of the world on my shoulders as a really, really young child. So like things were pretty serious. And what I knew was my life isn't meant to be like this forever. As a kid, I just knew it. I felt like I had this calling. And so as I kind of moved through life, right, that, that seriousness, that intensity, that fierceness served me really well because the reality is people's lives, Renee, you living into joy, you getting out of your suffering is a serious matter. And so instead of shaming myself, we had, I really have had to learn this for being serious. It's like, wait, be more of that because, because it's serious business that the women listening to this podcast right now get on the path to what their, whatever their thing is, is very important and vital. And I have to be a stand for that. And so you see, I, that's a personal share of that, but I work with my clients around what is the thing that you felt the most ashamed of? into the magic and the, the majesty of that because the truth is that's a beautiful part of yourself that for some reason you feel like you had to tamp down but if we let that out I mean watch out world I I love that so much and it resonates so much with me because my my shame was my two divorces and I kept it so quiet, even though that's what I did for a living. And then once I let it out, that was it. It was like, I could not put the, put it back in the bottle and it changed everything. It changed my entire life. Once I started to actually use that story and share it in a way that was just unapologetic and remove the shame from it. So that, that is absolutely beautiful. I love that. Amber, you are joining us at the She Who and Summit. I am so excited to have you. You are taking the main okay. stage where you'll be inspiring us. So in the meantime, where do people find you, follow you, sign up for everything that you have going on? Because you also do live events too. I do. Yes. I have an Ignite Your Business retreat coming up at the end of March um, in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. It's a two-day event. It's going to be really amazing. And you can find me at amberlilystrom.com just for all the programs and ways to work with me. And my podcast is there as well. I'm actually going through a rebrand of my podcast as we speak. So that will be coming out soon. And um, I'm on Instagram. I really enjoy that platform. I love connecting with the DMs with people. And most of all, I just hope you guys come to She Who Wins. It's going to be an incredible time together. And um, it's a powerhouse lineup. And Renee, I'm so honored to be a part of it. 
Thank you so much. So final question for you is what does winning mean to you? Hmm. Well, as a former division one soccer player, <laughs> it means putting the ball in the back of the net. Um, and I, I think it, it, it's knowing how to feel that. What is winning for you? And I know what winning for me looks and feels like. And I, I want to live that energy every day. Right? Like, what is winning today? This conversation, you know? Um, having my kid at home on a snow day with no problem because we work from home, we create our own businesses. You know, so it's like that definition of personal success and the alignment of how I live, matching up is winning. It's just winning every day. Amazing. Thank you so much, Amber. And we will see you very soon at the She Who Wins Summit. Thanks, Renee. That's a wrap. Please subscribe to the She Who Wins podcast so you'll be the first to know about every new episode that drops. Until next time, and remember, she who moves forward fiercely is she who wins.